0: And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton on TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. TomBartonSports over on the X, over on Twitter. Tom Barton Sports. And if you want to contact me, it's TomBartonSports at gmail.com. I got to tell you, the Ivy Leagues are rolling right now. I watched uh, some of these pre-bracketology Things, right? people do them all year round. Some people like the Ivy League's as high as a 12 seed. Uh, most of everybody else as a 13. But it shows the, the just depths of the Ivy League. I don't think it's a 2 bid league this year, but it wouldn't shock me. I, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't totally stun me because we have a couple of teams playing at that elite level. Three teams are in the top tier. Everyone's fighting for that fourth spot. Last weekend, it was a separation weekend. So let's get into that. Last Saturday, I told you guys um, it was going to be, there's going to be a, a, quite a few games. And Dartmouth had come into the game just unable to score. I, I mean, simply unable to score 51, 58, 57, 58. I, they were not able to even crack 60 points in um, 10 of their 14 games against Division I opponents. They scored 60 or less points, 59 or less points, actually. And Dartmouth was having the same kind of thing at home putting up 26 points in the first half against Brown, and then they exploded for 49 points in the second half. Mitchell Day scores 22. They take down Brown 75-71. Now, this game was interesting because every metric said, sure, Dartmouth under. Dartmouth under. The team total under was 64 and a half. Dartmouth team total under. Everything was going to go under, 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 and they looked like they were going under in the first half. But we just failed to... Remember that Brown just plays no defense. I mean, they really, really, really have just, uh, their their defense is really weak, and they just play no defense this year at all. Giving up 75 points, giving up 49 points in the second half to Brown is, uh, I'm sorry, to Dartmouth is a low point in the Brown season. That dropped them to one and three, moves Dartmouth up to one and three in the Ivies. We don't really think of them being in the competition, but look, someone's got to take that last spot. That leaves us with Columbia and Penn. Both of them, after last weekend, Sit at one and three in the Ivies. Now, Penn is a team that a lot of people believe that was going to be one of the top three or four teams in this division. Um, They believe that this, in this conference, I should say, they believe that this was going to be one of those teams. Columbia, I continue to talk about playing tough, playing tough. They just couldn't get that win. Were they able to get the home win here as big underdogs? 84 81 against Penn. Um, You look at what Columbia has done. They've consistently been in games, been close, been battling, been battling. They finally get their first win in the Ivies. They are 1-3. Penns 1-3. One team overachieving, another team underachieving. And Columbia uh, is doing it in multitude of ways. But again, their defense is something we have to be a little concerned about as well as Penns for sure. Dropping that game against even an improved Columbia takes you out of the idea that you're among the upper elite teams. But Harvard is also 1-3 after they drop a home game to Yale. This was a game where Harvard was only about a four- or five-point underdog. People thought Harvard could play well in this game. I told you guys last week, I thought Yale was going to win the game, uh, and they won it pretty convincingly. Look, it was a close game in the first half. It was a close game throughout most, and then Yale pulled away in the second half. Harvard couldn't hit a shot for a while. They win 78-65. Look, Mac led the way with 20 and 6 and Mac had a good game. But Harvard, you're not going to win a lot of games in the Ivies against the upper elite teams, the upper three, or the big three, what we could call them now you're not going to win a lot of those games uh, scoring 65 points. But with that being said, Harvard, Columbia, Penn, Dartmouth, and Brown are all 1-3 and three in the Ivies. So they're all battling for that number four spot. Yale gets the win. They're 4-0 oh in the Ivies. And that means that number one coveted spot really, really, really becomes important because you want to take on that number four team. Two and three are going to be of the big three. Yale is in a good position here. Yale came into the preseason as the number one team. They had the best player. They had the best defensive player. We've gone over it. They did not look good early in the season, but they've turned it on during Ivy League play. And here, once again, played close, 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 ran away with it at the end of the game. And then the highlight game of the weekend, this was a a national game that people were even paying attention to because Princeton, at that point, had been looking fantastic. Undefeated or one-loss team, they were rolling right along. Going into Cornell. Cornell, since last year, I told you guys Cornell would be my team this year. I told you I thought Cornell's offense could carry them. I really thought they would be a player. I thought Cornell was, was ready to take that next step. Well, if there was any more proof that they were going to take that next step, here it is. Cornell didn't beat. They absolutely slaughtered Princeton 83 to 68. 83 to 68, guys. Um you look at this team man in 16 points 11 rebounds 6 assists they did it with what they do best and that is offense they are daring teams to beat them and outrun them and that's what we've seen from Cornell for a while and they are daring teams they are begging teams to try to get into that running game with them they dared Princeton which is not Princeton's game but Princeton figured hey we could we could play that way no you can't Cornell and the offense takes them there and now you look at this and you got to st- start asking yourself is Cornell The best team in the Ivy, look, they're 4-0, Princeton's 3-1, and Yale is 4-0. So you have two 4-0 teams in that spot, which leads us to this week. Leads us to Friday, and here we go, the big matchup, Princeton against Yale. It's in Yale. Yale is the favorite, a slight favorite here. Yale is the favorite, Princeton coming off of that rough loss. It'll be interesting to see how this team bounces back. Um, if Princeton bounces right back and sends Yale to four and one, well, all of a sudden things get really interesting because Cornell will be on the top of the heap. If somehow they lose now they're three and two. Now you start looking at Princeton as being that number three seed and potentially really their season kind of reeling out of control here. Um, with a win by Yale. Yale, same kind of position. You win here. You're number one overall. Forget about any of the hiccups that you had during the offseason. None of the hip- hiccups matter at all if you're Yale and you're able to get this done. I think Yale probably should be favored here. But I I, I have a funny feeling Princeton's going to play very well. Uh, the total is kind of interesting. It was set at 140. So they're not e- expecting a lot of scoring to happen. After what I saw last week of Princeton's defense, I beg to differ. Harvard takes on Columbia up in Harvard. Harvard, big favorite here, nearly a 10 point favorite, eight, eight and a half or so. Um, they should get the win. And if they get this win, they separate themselves and start to kind of get their season back on track to maybe get a playoff. berth. they just got to get into that top four. Columbia, in the same way, they've been playing really close. You go into Harvard and you win this game, your season has changed as well. Cornell, Dartmouth, I mentioned it, Cornell, 4 0. They're going to go on the road. They are more than a 10 point favorite. Uh, going on the road is tough, but Dartmouth can't score. I mean, they they simply can't score now. Look, they'll score against Cornell because Cornell dares everybody to run with them, and here we go. But they can't score. Dartmouth, it wouldn't shock me if this was like a, a ninety to sixty type of game because Dartmouth just can't get there. I don't think it's gonna be that much. I think Dartmouth has some pride at home,, uh, but Cornell running the floor should be able to score some points. Speaking of scoring some points, Brown Penn. Here we go again. Brown's slight favorite at home. Can Brown stop anybody? Can Brown stop any offense? And Penn, for the the same matter, their offense um, is fine, you can say. It's their defense that is the issue. On Saturday, Dartmouth then takes on Columbia. So we're going to see a separation weekend here. Next time we talk, we will have plenty of separation. Dartmouth takes on Columbia. We'll see how Dartmouth responds on Friday night to see if uh, there's any value in taking Columbia on Saturday. Double on the road. We'll see how Columbia does uh, well or not well against Harvard. Harvard will be taking on that Cornell team. Cornell goes up into Harvard. Um, here's a game where I, I think Harvard, again, I think Harvard has to show that they could play with them. They don't have to win the game. they got to not get blown out, but they do have to win the game Friday. Harvard can't go 0-2 this week. And you can really say that about any of these 1-3 teams. Can't go 0-2 this weekend. you got to at least split. I think Cornell has a pretty big weekend here. It wouldn't shock me if Cornell came out undefeated in the Ivies out of this weekend. Brown takes on Princeton. I think Princeton's going to take their frustrations out, especially if they lose to Yale, where they're underdogs. I think they take all their frustra- frustrations out on Brown. If there's a team total over, kind of like Prince, I think they're going to run up the score there. And then Yale takes on Penn. I have no confidence in Penn at all. Um, e- even with the way that they've uh, kind of, you know, been, been able to play tough with Yale over the years, I just don't have any confidence in Penn. Not what I saw last weekend. I don't know how anybody possibly can. I think it's a big separation weekend here. Everybody's kind of in the pack. You have the big three and everyone else. After this weekend, after Saturday night's done, the last game is at uh, seven o'clock, uh, Eastern Time. Yale, Penn. So when that game concludes, we're going to look at the Ivy Leagues in a completely different well uh, way. We're going to look at them and say, okay, well, these are the three teams, but there is a separation. It's not going to be three teams and then everybody else. There's going to be a separation team here that comes out of this weekend. You just can't go 0 and 2 if you're one and three team, and if you're Yale, Princeton, Cornell, you want to go 2 and 0. You want to really establish yourself as the elite team in the conference. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. I'll talk to you next week when we have lots of shakeup and a brand new rankings for the Ivy Leagues. Have a very good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.